Welcome to On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. I'll be your guide as we explore the stories of today with the personalities impacting tomorrow. Welcome to On Balance. You know, look, I am the recipient of some incredible opportunities. And one recently was to go to the ASU GSV conference that many in the space of the education sector know quite well. Uh, it is really the event of those that are innovating, those that are investing in innovation. Um, it, it's just a fantastic opportunity to meet some incredible people. And one of those individuals was Edson Barton. Barton. He is the CEO of Science, And we had a, a great conversation, Edson, about um, all things college career readiness, um, young people, where we're going, where they're going, anticipating these steps. So with that as the backdrop, let's give give the audience a bit of history on youth science and really the current, I guess, um, application or sort of the role that youth science plays at that so proverbial conference ta- table, right? Like the seat that it occupies. Yeah, you know, the, the history really is rooted in trying to solve the, the fundamental underlying question of why students uh, are engaged or, in this case, not engaged in education. And what I saw early on was this huge disconnect between what students were actually learning in the classroom and what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. And, and not only did I see it, I felt it as a student and I experienced it not just in high school, but also in college, there was this tremendous disconnect. And once you start to study this area, you come to find out that this isn't a uh, one-off kind of situation. This is something that almost every single student is struggling with, whether they're a top performing academic student or whether they're a really struggling academic student, they all have this fundamental question of, why am I doing this today? When am I, you know, the age old question, when when will I ever use this? So the genesis of youth science was really to try to answer that question and help individuals on a personalized basis. And that's really key to all of this. But on a personalized basis, answer, am I in the right place? Am I going to the right place? And then how do I get there? And if you can fundamentally answer that question for people, it's amazing because they'll end up walking through walls to get what they want if they know that that's the direction that they need to be going. But the problem is most of us don't, right? And so we end up with all sorts of of issues that, that trickle into the rest of our lives. Uh, and in fact, sorry, one of the one of the issues that's coming up right now is the great resignation, right? Well, if you look at the great resignation and look at the data that's starting to be produced about that, it is the exact same thing. What am I doing in this job? What got me here? Why yeah, purpose, am I purpose? Right? A question yeah, of purpose. purpose. That's mm-hmm. right. And so you have to answer that. And if you don't, people are going to be um, having the same problem throughout their entire lives. So we better solve it early rather than later. And so talk about how that happens for a student within youth science. How do we sort of, you know, I had this experience when we were chatting in San Diego and I'm thinking about it, just sort of recollecting now, it's a little bit like, you know, we're entering a storm and we're driving and, and it's a bit of a windshield wiper effect. It helps to clear sort of the path forward where I still have to make my decisions, but I have a better understanding of the things that are in front of me. Yeah. Well, I, lo- I actually love that analogy. I haven't heard that one before, but that's, that is what's happening. So 
With youth science, the first thing that we do is we help students understand themselves through a, a tool that really hasn't ever been used in education before, and that is aptitude guidance. And so we actually do aptitude brain games with individuals and find out who they really are, not what they think they are, which is interest type surveys or personality surveys, but something deeply inherent to them. And kind of the way to explain aptitudes, it's, it's like using your dominant hand or your non-dominant hand. When you do things, when you discover your dominant hand and you're doing things with that hand, it all comes more natural. It feels better. You learn faster. You grow more, uh, more quickly. However, it's not to say that you can't do things with your non-dominant hand because you can't. It's just harder. It's more difficult. It's more painful. It actually requires much more mental exertion. And so when we're able to help a student through their aptitudes discover who they are, now we can point them to potential career paths that actually make sense for them. And now the difference is, is when they're getting in and doing the activities that are related to that career, now they find them more, much more natural right? And they have more success with it. And it builds and it builds on itself in, in this really fantastic way. And you end up having more success down the road. So that's kind of the first part. That's, that's the windshield wiper kind of wiping away the rain. But you know what you also need is those lines in front of you, you know, uh, on the road that show you where you're going. And as part of that, that's the career directional piece, but also the direct link into the workforce. And so what we found is that by providing certifications into the learning dynamic, you actually now have connected a student at the fundamental level to say, okay, I now get why I'm doing this. I can see the direct connection that if I learn this material, I can earn this type of certificate and that is directly related to a potential career in my future. So it's kind of the road and the markings that are going out in front of you and actually making it all tie together properly. So I'm gonna have you put on the analyst hat. Uh, why has it taken so long for us to, in essence, have a youth science? Because what you're saying, it's, it's not hard to track which is great. I mean, I think that's a an incredible benefit, but it, the frustration on the other side of the coin is, you know, we, couldn't we have had this in the eighties? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that would have impacted guys like you and me, Edson, but I, in essence, what has been missing or what have been some of the challenges in the market? Has it been that we have been isolated from K-12 has it been in its own room, higher ed has been in its own room, and then the private sector has been sort of on an entirely different floor. Yeah, you, you, that is exactly what's happened. And some of it has been self-made, right? It's not just that we are living in different silos and kind of going about our business, but K-12 education for a lot of years has really actually tried to push business out of education. And you see that disconnect in a lot of different ways. And the concept that kind of came up for a lot of years was, hey, you know, what's the purpose of education? Well, it's to build a well-rounded individual. Well, you know, yes and no, but the, the real point for the individual is they're sitting there saying, look, I'll become a well-rounded individual. I know people who didn't go to college and became well-rounded individuals. So there's gotta be something more for me. And when you boil down every single thing that we do as humans, there is an ROI component to it. 
why am I doing this and what good will it produce for me? Right. And if you just say, well, you'll become a well-rounded individual, then people are just throwing up their hands and saying, that's not good enough. So you've got kind of these two components going on where education kind of started taking this, 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 uh, I guess, way of thinking about who they were as educators, rather than saying, we're here to prepare individuals for their future. And what is that future? And it so happens that that future is individual for every person. We can't say to everybody, say, just go to college and you'll be more successful because that's not true. Um, or earning money is the, the outcome that you all need to have, right? Because that's not true. If that was true, we would have no teachers in K-12, right? It's very true. Because teachers choose for themselves. They say, I know right now that I'm not going to make my, the financial well-being is not, is not going to be there that it might be for a banker or for somebody else. But I want to do this. And they choose that. And it's fulfilling for them. That's empowering. And what we've kind of got away from is looking at the individual and saying, how do we best help you? Now, you can translate then that into business where business for a long time just said, okay, we'll leave it to education to kind of get it done. And then we'll take whatever they give us. Well, it's now become the realization that that's not good enough that businesses have to be involved because there are individual aspects to everything that they want as well, right? It's not just, do I want a programmer, right? Or a developer. It's not just, do I want a nurse? It's, I need a nurse for this type of situation. I need a welder that can work on airplanes. I need, right, a developer that understands the healthcare industry. Right. And so there are these personalized nature to everything that we are and what we need to be doing as an education and business community. And I think the last piece of that, why it hasn't been so successful or why we haven't done this is technology. Um, in the past, quite honestly, it was difficult to deliver a personalized education. Right. It just wasn't what we could do in mass. But that is changing dramatically now, right? We can start delivering a personalized education to every individual starting very young. We can find out what their learning style is. We can find out what their interests are. We can find out what their aptitudes are. We can find out a lot about an individual. And now we have the technology tools to start tailoring that to that person. And that, that honestly, it wasn't available in the past. And so we're now at a point where, that is. And so let's, let's take, let's let's take do the barriers it. down and let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's push forward and how we can get this done. So this next question, I don't know if it's uh, the dad in me or the person that works in education. Um, one thing that I think can keep this industry back is we can have an incredible product solution offering sort of writ large but if the recipient or the, what the cynic might call is the gatekeeper or the buyer is not, I guess, established in the understanding comprehensively of the offering, well, then the growth can be stunted of the company and or the innovation in the offering and by default impacting kids and parents and teachers and the private sector, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So who is the gatekeeper or who is the buyer in your universe and what role does education actually play in 
integrating in youth science so that it is utilized effectively <laughs> based on the spirit and mission of why it's around. You kind of get where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's a great question. And that's been one of the big struggles with education in general is the, the ultimate buyer, quote unquote, buyer is, is and should always be the students, right? But what we do so often for good reasons is we end up shifting the buyer to the education community. And again, for good reasons, because we know that a lot of students that, you know, pick your age, uh, whatever age they are, they're, they're just not thinking uh, the same way about their future. So having the educator as an intermediary there is really critical. So how do you then bridge this gap between helping the individual understand what, what they need and then facilitating that across the board? So what we're trying to do in all of this is, is actually bridge that gap between those two kind of, of competing needs. And, and they're not really competing. They're working towards the same end, but sometimes they feel like they're competing. So part of that is helping the individual um, on the individual basis know why they're there in the first place. You know, you, you pick a kid uh, as an example and you say, uh, and, and that kid is very interested in sports. So let's just use a real common stereotypical kind of situation and say, you, this kid wants to play football uh, or soccer, whatever it may be. Well, that kid will do whatever they need to do if that's what they know they want, right? And where they're geared towards. They'll, they'll work hours at it. They'll, they'll bug their parents to go take them and drive them across town, right? They'll, they'll work with their teachers. All of a sudden, a student that never talks to the teacher will go up and talk to the teacher because they need a paper signed from them, right? The, the point being is that they will do what they need to do. So on the education side of things, why aren't we focusing on helping the individual student know why they're there? Because if you can help them find out why they're there, they do start to walk through walls to get it done again. Now, if you can think about that and think about the connections that can be made with the educators and with the outside world, now the, all those connections start to make, make sense for people. And now you've got the educators, the students, the business community all working hand in hand to accomplish the goals that the individual student wanted. That becomes very empowering and it changes the dynamic of how we look at education. Um, and it becomes much more collaborative rather than dictatorial. And that's, that is the way that it happens today. Um, it is, you go to college uh, and people are dropping out like flies in college, right? But the reason why is because it's, here is the program, jump through these hoops, very literally, sometimes those are the words that they'll say to you, jump through these hoops so you can get your degree and have a better life. Well, the individual sitting there says, there is no way I'm going to jump through those. That is stupid. It's a waste of my time. Rather than peeling it back and saying, okay, individual, here is what, what is your goal? Now let's map out an educational process that actually helps you accomplish that. That's collaborative. It's very different. Yeah, very, very different. Let's talk about how far and wide youth science is currently in the market. We're in all 50 states um, across the country. Uh, school systems uh, all across the country are using us. Uh, we're in most of the largest school districts across the country. 
um, lar and large and small, right? One of the beauties of our program is that it works so wonderfully well for those students who are sometimes at the outskirts of the of education systems. And so one of the things we're most proud of is our ability to affect change uh, with our most needed uh, groups. Uh, equity and diversity is a huge issue for us. And we're able to make significant change uh, with, with gender differences, with uh, rural to urban to, to suburban settings. Um, for all of the different races, we're able to help every individual wherever they may be and give them a better view of their future and a path to accomplish that. So let's close with this, Edson. When I met you, it, it was sort of screaming at me in this regard, and it is as well now. And for those that are obviously just listening to this conversation, you have an incredible amount of passion for what you're doing, right? So there are, there are those that are CEOs um, that lead companies that have the best of intentions, but you don't see it sort of flowing through their veins, the passion for what they're doing. And I, this is now the second time and I'm, uh, it, it is coming at me in, in droves in that regard, my experience of you. And I think that that is one incredibly necessary in this space. Uh, two, it speaks to what I would contend would be sort of this ongoing spirit that you and you science has to, in essence, not it's about getting it right, but it's about continuing to feed the machine, feed the beast to understand the ultimate user, which is that student that is forging ahead, right, in their future path in that regard. So that's the sense I get from you. Talk a little bit about why you science, but not for you as a CEO, but just sort of you as Edson. Why is it so, why does it have so much meaning for you? Well, th thank you for for saying that. Um, it, it is important to me, and really because I was that kid in high school and in junior high that didn't know what what the world had for me. I, you know, hopefully I can I can recognize that I'm smart enough to accomplish what I need to do or whatever it is that I, I it's in front of me, and I believe that every kid is. Um, but I was one of those students that if I was engaged, I earned A's. If I wasn't, I earned D's, just enough to skate by, right? Um, I could walk into any class and take a teacher's quiz or test and pass it at about the 70 to 80% level. And so that's the way I spent a lot of my high school years was just skipping school and going in and taking tests, right? Um, and it really hit me that, look, this is, a, this is a problem that is not just about the about the economy at large or about growing business. This is about humans achieving their full potential. And if there's anything that I'm passionate about, it's that. How do we help every individual? And I, I, I get teary all the time when I speak about it. It's the craziest thing. I don't know how to stop that, Rod. But, you know, I see these kids who are struggling in school. And it's not that, again, they're stupid or they're dumb or anything else. They're intelligent. They're bright. They're, they're full of passion. They're full of life. And they don't know where to put that energy. And so they check out. And to me, seeing the dimming of light in a kid's eyes is the worst thing in the world, right? All of us who have had kids, you start at, at kindergarten and they're so full of learning and energy and excitement. And somehow we kind of beat that out of them. And I know how it happens and it's not always for bad reasons. 
But we got to get that back to people. We got to get that into the hearts and minds of every kid that they are critical to our future, uh, that they're needed, they're wanted. Uh, that's what drives me, Rod. I just, I see the need so desperately in the world for people to be told that they're important. And if we can identify how they're important and help them believe that, then we're going to change the world. And I think you do. I mean, I'm so appreciate your transparency and your vulnerability. And I, and I'm sure that that will come through for the audience. And it's also to extend to what you just said, it's not just that they're important. What you're denoting is that they matter. And, and that to me, when people feel as if they matter to your point, they will walk through walls. And I, and I do greatly appreciate when you mentioned about sort of that dimming light um, it is, it is important. And there are countless young people out there and, and quite frankly, adults as well. We're not immune to it. Countless young people out there that are at an absolute loss while the rest of us argue and fight over a million different things. Uh, <laughs> and we do need to have a better understanding of how to integrate in our hopes, our dreams, our aptitudes. And, and I think you're doing an incredible job and, we need you sciences and you science and we need an Edson Barton to be uh, at the helm of that. So uh, what a great pleasure to spend some time with you, Edson. And uh, I do encourage people to check it out. Where can they go learn more about you science? Yeah, just go to our website, which is youscience.com and it's spelled out y-o-u-science.com. A lot of people just put the U there. Um, <laughs> and most of the information they can get right there on the website. Um, and of course, on we have uh, Facebook and Twitter and, and LinkedIn channels that you can dive into as well, but it's all there. Well, keep up the great work. I hope this is the first of many conversations. This is, of all the topics in education, this might just be the pinnacle of, the, of, of what's needed to be addressed because from here, we can, I think we can really innovate, but do it from a point of humanity. And that's what you speak to. We want to thank Edson Barton. He's the CEO of Youth Science. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. This concludes another chapter of On Balance. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dr. Rod Berger.